0: Turtles. We're talking about turtles today. That's what's going on. We'll be talking about turtle design. You know, if you look at all these creatures that inhabit this earth along with humankind, uh, they speak a language, don't they? All these little intricate details and in the uh, in the creation process, the engineering behind it, and today, well, we're going to be looking at those things through the scope, pointing to uh, turtles. <laughs> That's what we're doing, man. We're going to be looking at turtles. It's Thursday's topical discussion. That's the theme on Thursdays. We have ourselves a topical discussion. And if you look at the itinerary, you'll see what takes place each day throughout the week. By all means, please consider subscribing. Liking, sharing, drop a comment, all that kind of good stuff. That helps the work move forward. Stefan Maya is my name. AddedSouls.com is the website. Turtles. We're going to visit our friends over at ApologeticsPress.org. Once again, with an article there, for the, over there. Uh, and, um, yeah, look at that. See? Beautiful picture there of a, of a turtle. I keep thinking of those uh, hippie turtles. Where were they now? Was it Nemo? Was it Nemo? Remember Nemo? Had those turtles surfing the the channel there, and they're like, Come on, dude. Yeah, man. Radical. And they were surfing that, uh, that channel tube. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Well, the title of the article is called Decisive Evidence of Design in Turtles. If you're an uh, if you're if you're an honest human being, and you have access to all your faculties, a thinking mind, uh, you can look at all things, the animal kingdom, and outside the animal kingdom, humankind, or look at the uh, environment, the earth, and all that it produces, or the sky and all that it produces. I mean you'd have to be a walnut not to see design craftsmanship intelligence i mean it's just it's 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 there it's evident though some of us in our past life used to just shrug it off as a product of evolution chance chaos that somehow some way through channels of unscientific processes, gave us all this intelligence, you know. Well, for those of us who have truly put into practice our free-thinking minds, uh, we began to ask some questions as to why these crazy, pesky Christians believe in some kind of a powerful God in the sky that created everything. What an outlandish thought. These pesky Christians believing in all kinds of myths. Right? Well, did we used to think like that? But then we uh, humbled ourselves and uh, sought answers wherever they may have led. And lo and behold, we're not just a bunch of animals sparked by some kind of a random accident No, we aren't. We are created in the image of the great I Am. And there is purpose behind all this engineering. And there is certainly hope in an afterlife. Meaning, what we see and experience in this fallen world is not the end all. And uh, we have hope in something else. Something bigger. Something better. that's important. Because that will help you have a better life. Better outlook on life as well. I mean, a godless mind... Really, what is there? Nothing. Really, there's nothing. Your whole worldview is nothing. Don't be cast in stones. I used to live there. I used to think like that for decades. And that's why we practiced all kinds of uh, um, useless extremes in life, you know, all kinds of lawless ways. Because I mean, who cares, right? But uh, within the conscience keeps itching at you. That there's something greater. There must be. I mean, you know. (laughs) Look at everything that's here. How did it get here? You know, that kind of stuff. So we want to just, um... Look at something that might give evidence, of course, to that end. That there is... A watchmaker behind the watch. We were watching the uh, debate yesterday. From our brother, Kyle Butt. And, uh well-known, honored, and respected atheist, Michael Schumer. And it was an interesting debate, for sure. I've seen all these debates, and they helped me greatly in my faith, way back in 2011, 2012, 13, 14. And I encourage you, go over to apologeticspress.org, where we will be reading this article. You'll find the um, all the wonderful content there available to individuals who actually seek th- scientific evidence. Historic evidence, things like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're looking at turtles. We're looking at turtles, and we're going to look at the dis- de- de- decisive evidence of design in turtles. Isn't that something? Friends, listen. Hey, consider this. Consider supporting, if you will. Sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. You can support their monthly. It helps the work through the Maya family and the mission as we labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. A flourishing church, a healthy church. By all means reach out to us, reach out to any of the members, have a conversation and be uplifted, be encouraged. So over here with our friends over at apologeticspress.org um oh yeah, there's other options by the way. If you're not comfortable or you're not uh, well versed in uh, addedsouls.locals.com. You don't want to go that route. Some have asked the question. Listen, you can send a donation through PayPal. Email address addedsouls at gmail.com. And you can also reach out to me. We can have ourselves a video chat, phone call, email exchange, whatnot. If you seek a physical address, if you seek, if you have concerns or questions, if you seek more information, by all means, please do that. Our work is transparent, it's upright. And it does what it's supposed to do. Okay, so over here at apologeticspress.org, decisive evidence of design in turtles. Let's just read the article here from Abby Mitchell. Abby Mitchell. And here's the article in brief. And it says, and I quote, Though many scientists argue that all animals are the result of random, mindless evolution over millions of years, turtles are yet another decisive evidence of uh, intentional design, that defies evolution and provides proof of a designer. And here are the editor's notes, or the editor's note, I should say, singular, and I quote, it says, Abby Mitchell holds a BS in environmental, no, bachelor's degree, in environmental science from Fried Hardeman University, as well as an MS in biology from the University of West Florida. As a previous intern for Apologetics Press, we asked her to write an article discussing some of the evidences of design she observed in her graduate studies on turtles. So, in other words, the editor's note is there to kind of facilitate the path to credibility. This individual has studies. She is um, someone who could speak with a measurement of authority in this department, right? Okay, so the article begins, and it says... The plethora of diversity in nature is astonishing, and it is also eye-opening how each special characteristic demonstrates God's creativity and power. That is true if you have yourself an honest eye. We get a glimpse of God's unique designs when we undertake the study of turtles, of all things, of course, turtles, categorized under class reptilia where snakes and crocodiles and lizards are found, right? In the order Testudines. I don't know. I can't pronounce these things. I am not a Scientist. Testudines? 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 Okay. Within that order, there are three basic divisions. You have sea turtles, tortoises. Tortoises! Hey, go get the tortoises, will you? And uh, freshwater turtles. Sea turtles are found exclusively in the ocean and can be characterized by their large front paddle-like limbs and enormous size, ranging from 3 to 9.5 feet, depending on the species. Man, that's crazy. I'm 6 feet tall, and I'm thinking, a turtle? 9.5? Sea turtles? I've seen some of them, of course, on YouTube and various TV programs, but that's crazy. People try to tell me that dinosaurs are prehistoric and don't exist anymore. Come on, man. Look at these things. These things crawling around in the 1800s would have had somebody say, <gasps> DINOSAUR! All right. So, uh, despite their low numbers, uh, no reptile receives quite as much attention and affection as do sea turtles. Well, of course, we got to save the planet we got to drink from paper straws and plastic cups, right? we got to save the turtles. Well, perhaps a part of their popularity stems from their beautiful shell patterns, gentle nature, or even the inspirational journey the babies take from hatchlings to full-size adults. Yeah, of course, there's something charming about that. There's something that lures us into um, a curiosity. We're greatly interested in those things. So the article moves forward for, uh, well... Turtoises. Turtoises. I'm probably not pronouncing that properly, but hey, man, what are you going to do? It is what it is. eh? is. Let's read. It says, Turtoises can't claim quite the fan base as sea turtles, possibly in part due to their rugged, tank-like appearance. They're not as beautiful, right? The beautiful people. The beautiful people. blah, blah. blah. The beautiful turtles. Well, they have more so like a rugged, tank-like appearance, so maybe that's the reason. They... Oh, man, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. They are generally... Oh, there should have been a break there between the words and there wasn't. Hey, there's a fault. Somebody quick, write them up for... Missing something here. They are generally unable to swim, but instead live fully on land with stumpy elephant-like feet and a high dome-shaped shell to help protect them from predators. Okay, what about freshwater turtles? On the other hand, are the smallest group of on average, reaching the size of a large dinner plate at most. They spend the majority of their lives in a close in or close to freshwater, whether that be in seasonal ponds and creeks or lakes and rivers. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. There is an incredible abundance of diverse traits to explore among turtles, even in such a seemingly small order of gods creatures. By looking at how their traits and abilities are crafted specifically for how they breathe in water, for surviving in their specific environment, and especially in ways that remain mysterious to scientists even today, it is easy to see that turtles could only be fashioned by the hand of God. Yeah, what an outlandish thought. These pesky Christians, always just opting out to a very dumbed-down explanation. Oh, it must be some kind of a god out there. Remember we used to think like that? I used to. Well, sometimes the most simplest explanation is indeed the right one. If there's a turtle, there must be a turtle maker. If there's a watch, there must be a watchmaker. You sitting on a chair? Somebody must have made that chair. Eh, to me that seems reasonable now. Once upon a time, outlandish, crazy, these fools, they think themselves wise. Yeah, we were the fools thinking ourselves wise, weren't we? So the um, article over there at our friends, ApologeticsPress.org continues, and this section says, Breathing Mechanisms, Proof of Design. Breathing Mechanisms, Proof of Design. And the article reads and it says, Both sea turtles and freshwater turtles are air breathers, yet live in and around water their whole lives. As a result, they exhibit diverse adaptions, or adaptations, I should say, to help them thrive in this environment. Just like marine mammals, sea turtles breathe air using lungs and yet spend almost their entire lives in the water. In order to survive in an aquatic environment, sea turtles have lungs that are, quote, subdivided to a degree much greater than any other reptile, and the enhanced surface area results in a lung oxygen diffusivity, diffusivity, diffusivity that approaches that of the mammal. While evolutionists consider this to be an example of, quote, convergent evolution, we can appreciate the evidence of God's consistency in design. This lung feature is a trait sea turtles share with marine mammals. However, at least one aspect of their oxygen control sets them apart from the marine mammals. Unlike marine mammals, the amount of time they spend in a dive is not restricted by the brain's oxygen supply. Rather, the brain is able to function in the complete absence of oxygen, allowing the turtle to endure long periods of total anoxia, anoxia, which is lack of oxygen. This trait provides sea turtles with more control over their breathing without the potential of losing consciousness. By allowing air to exit, exit their lungs as needed, sea turtles can control their descent in water. Now, again, it doesn't take some kind of a Ph.D. genius savant of sorts to figure this one out. What part in the evolutionary process did this take place? (laughs) Like, I mean, it can't, it, it couldn't, they would have died off. They would have not survived. Like it would not have been a thing. Okay, let's keep reading. Freshwater turtles, on the other hand, have a different adaptation for staying underwater for long periods of time. The ability to breathe underwater without any need of their lungs. Research has found that there are three main ways turtles absorb oxygen from water. Their skin, their mouths, and their intestinal opening at the end of the digestive tract called the cloaca. Cloatia? I don't know. The cloatia, We'll just call it cloatia. Cloaca, Cloaca, scientists are like scratching their heads saying, why is this man reading this, these words? Okay, well, the cloaca accounts for almost 50% of the oxygen that turtles absorb from water. This opening is lined with skin formations that increase its surface area and are filled with blood vessels to absorb as much oxygen as possible. By contacting or contracting the muscles of the cloaca in a rhythmic way oxygen filled water continually flows over the skin enabling oxygen to be absorbed although the ability may seem odd to us this specialized design allows freshwater turtles to remain fully submerged in water for a very extended period of time such a unique pre-planned design could only come from an all-knowing designer again if not The thing would not exist. Well, none of us would exist. You can't evolve into these functions. It's an impasse. It can't happen. That's the point. And if you are truly, genuinely honest with yourself, utilizing the scientific model, it can't be. It can't evolve. That's why there's no answer as to the moment in which it did. Or it does, apparently. Because it doesn't. (laughs) It was created. It was designed that way. And it's been functioning that way. Now, it may adapt. It may adapt to its surroundings from a, uh, a very minimal standpoint, if you will. But it never changes species. It's a turtle. And it was created that way. And it was designed that way. And if it was a product of evolution, it would have never even existed. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. None of us would exist. The next section of this article over at ApologeticsPress.org, specialized adaptations, proof of design. I quote, turtles are found on every continent except Antarctica, as well as every ocean on the planet, meaning they have a wide range of adaptations to accommodate the varying climates they inhabit. Sea turtles, being confined to the deep oceans for their entire lives, except for laying eggs, must be able to sense their surroundings even while underwater. Most air-breathing animals that live in the water, such as blue whales or sea lions, have what is called a nasal plug that seals off the nose to keep water out of dying, uh, diving. sorry. Sea turtles, on the other hand, have no visible nasal plug, but rather water freely enters the nasal cavity in order to allow sea turtles to sense, we could say smell, chemicals around them. Their nasal cavity significantly differs from those of other animals, including terrestrial and semi-aquatic turtles. While most reptiles have separate chemical sensing organs from their nasal cavities, sea turtles have sensory organs inside the nasal cavity. Due to the shape and structure of the nasal cavity, water cannot flow all the way through it but still enters far enough for smelling. This special design allows them to sense the world around them while keeping seawater from entering their lungs in a way that is specialized and unique to sea turtles. Turtoises also have specialized functions tailored to their environment. They are mainly found in desert or uh, yeah, in desert and arid environments, which means plants, their primary source of food, of course, are sporadic and often extremely fibrous. While this would spell disaster for most digestive systems, turtoises are able to gain a large concentration of nutrients from the food they digest due to their specially designed hindgut, the latter half of the digestive tract that holds food for digestion over extended periods of time, up to 49 days actually. Their guts are also occupied by specialized bacteria capable of breaking down highly fibrous food. This feature is one of the reasons turtoises are so long-lived, as their metabolism is extremely slow but consistent throughout their lives. Freshwater turtles, like sea turtles, spend most of their lives in water, mainly living water or mainly leaving water to lay eggs, yet also exhibit adaptations fit specifically for their freshwater habitats. While sea turtles limit their habitats to more tropical climates, freshwater turtles inhabit a much wider climate change or (laughs) (laughs) climate change, climate range. During winter months, adults or adult freshwater turtles of northern species uh, brumate the reptile form of hibernation by burrowing into the soil at the bottom of ponds, leaving their shallowly buried nest to fend for themselves in the freezing temperatures. How do the hatchlings survive? Well, that's a good question. Many of the northern species are specifically or specially equipped for overwintering in the freezing topsoil and are what is considered freeze-tolerant, allowing some hatchlings to survive temperatures down to minus four <clears throat> for an extended period. Other species can survive winter as hatchlings by supercooling. This term refers to cooling below the freezing point of water without the water forming ice crystals. In this way, these northern freshwater turtle species possess a special design to prevent ice crystals from forming, helping them avoid frostbite and surviving freezing temperatures unarmed. In both cases, these baby turtles exhibit an incredible ability to survive in extreme conditions. If evolution were true, how could the first northern freshwater turtles have survived if they were not already equipped with these necessary survival abilities? That's a good question. God is amazing in his foreknowledge, and characteristics such as these show his care for his creation. See, that's an explanation. Again, it, there's no answer to it. They can't answer that. It's sad, but it, it's true. I used to be there. I know I know the mind that thinks that way. We move forward with uh, this article over at apologeticspress.org. Friends, please consider subscribing, liking, sharing, drop a a comment, all that kind of good stuff, right? Others out there might find this quite fascinating. It is a bit tedious, obviously, and some of us may get bored and leave, but uh, some of us find this quite fascinating, quite interesting. So this section of the article says, mysterious complexity, proof of design. And it quotes, despite advances that have been made in science and studies that have been done on turtles there are still many mysteries surrounding them by which evolutionists are stumped, of course. One of these traits is the, oh boys, Rathke's gland, which can be found in all freshwater and sea turtles, but is absent in turtoises. Rathke's gland excrete a brown, very foul-smelling liquid. Though scientists are unsure of their function, they are hypothesized to be used for both repelling predators and communicating with other turtles. The intriguing fact about this particular gland is that there is, quote, general similarity in the anatomy of the glands among extant species and fossil. Interesting, right? Meaning this specialized communication gland has remained seemingly unchanged for supposed hundreds of millions of years as required by evolutionary thinking. In contrast, it makes more sense to conclude that these animals appeared on Earth much more recently than evolution requires, created by an all-knowing designer who left hints of his handiwork all around us. One plus one makes two. Stop trying to tell me it makes three. Another trait still shrouded in mystery is the navigation ability of sea turtles. Quote, the total distances certain green turtles and longer heads, loggerheads, traverse over the span of their lifetimes exceed tens of thousands of kilometers. These journeys include returning to the beaches where they hatch to lay eggs and small feeding grounds. How is it possible that they can travel such distances without a map, Right. Well, researchers have found that sea turtles seem to utilize two main methods of navigation. Sea turtles can detect chemical cues in the water, and it is hypothesized that they are able to utilize distinct variations in those chemical cues to help orient themselves to their location. Second, sea turtles have what could be called a magnetic compass sense that allows them to utilize variations in Earth's geometric or geomagnetic field to navigate across the faceless ocean. Even with all the years of research and tagging of sea turtles to monitor their movements, at the end of the day, quote, how adults navigate across vast expanses of seemingly featureless ocean, however, remains an endearing mystery. So in conclusion, the beautiful sea turtles of the ocean inspire awe in many. With nasal cavities unique even among the reptiles, lungs and brains designed for deep dives and the ability to navigate across the expanse of the ocean without maps, turtoises were designed like tanks inside and out with a thick domed shell and strong legs to carry them on land and the inner gut designed to digest whatever food the turtoise comes across. Meanwhile, freshwater turtles exhibit some incredible specialized abilities mirroring that of their seawater relatives, able to withstand freezing temperatures and extract oxygen from water around them. Both sea and freshwater turtles are also able to communicate in ways that confound scientists with their highly advanced communication glands, clearly designed by a being more intelligent than modern scientists. God has truly designed an incredible creation filled with mysteries we may never find the answers to, and often the more we explore and learn, the more complex the picture becomes. Isn't it hard to fathom how, according to evolutionists, quote, from the Triassic, the turtles have come down to present present times practically unchanged, yet we still understand little about them? Is it reasonable to suggest that such complex intentional features could emerge by pure accident over millions of years? Truly, only an omniscient designer could have created such complex and specialized designs. Quoting now from Job 12 verses 7 through 10, but now ask the beasts and they will teach you and the birds of the air and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will teach you and the fish of the sea will explain to you. Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Who made the turtles? God made the turtles. Evolution does not exist. It's a myth. It's one of the most... Elaborate, cunning lies of our generation. It's just not true. There's no science to it. The model doesn't doesn't mix. It doesn't say. Well, but but they've taken a lot of time and a lot of cunning ways to make us believe it does. I know. I used to be there. I used to live there. So yeah, that finishes off the article from our friends over at ApologeticsPress.org in regards to turtles. And the simple information that was delivered is this, and it can be applied in principle, apl- a- applicable applicable uh, uh, principle to all things. Look at us and how we are designed. Where does that come from? Evolution? No, sorry, that don't cut it. Turtles? Same thing. There's a turtle maker. That's why. Who's Where the trees come from? The tree maker, of course. That's who. That makes sense. And it also opens up a great many other facets of conversation, See, evolution and atheism, it it shackles us up in this little box, this little dungeon. We call it free thinking, but we can't freely think of anything because we're animals. There's no right or wrong. There's no up or down. There's nothing. We're just animals. But when you begin to understand, and if you find yourself submissive and humble to the evidence made available, then your mind opens. And that is liberating. Oh, it was so liberating to see the endless possibilities of minds... That are now uh, um, been have now been um, opened, rescued to think for ourselves and to look at the information and the designs. It's just a wonderful, and science becomes so much more fun when we know that it's a tool utilized, and it was, of course, uh, uh, given to us as a blessing to utilize, pointing to the fact there is a creator behind all this creation. That's that's fun to me. That makes it much more fun. I appreciate your kind attention. If you want to read more of uh, those kinds of articles and uh, the content, again, go to our friends over at apologeticspress.org. My name is Stefan Maillet. AddedSouls.com is my website. We stream all over the place, if you will. We have a Facebook page. We just turned 90,000 followers on our Facebook page. To God be the glory. That's a wonderful thing created that page in 2012 it's been growing ever since it's had its up and downs if you will but uh it keeps going and it is to god's glory we go we we stream also on rumble we have a rumble channel at its souls on rumble channel i think we have over a thousand some uh, followers there we stream live on twitter and on youtube but those platforms aren't too nice to us They don't share much of our content there, but we're there also. And we have the audio form that'll be uploaded for Spotify, iTunes, um, Amazon, Google, uh, Substack, you name it. We're all over the place. Please consider supporting the work. That's how we move each day. From your willingness to support the work, sign up to addedsouls.locals.com or go through PayPal, email address addedsouls at gmail.com. Contact me for a physical address. We labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. com, or you can find our Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. You are loved. You are appreciated. We are so thankful that you join us from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. We try to be consistent, but you must know I have a lot of things to juggle over here in the challenge of this mission and everything involved. So at times we may miss a day or two, but... We try our best to grow the studio. Your support, your support works that way. And um, yeah, look at the itinerary from Monday to Friday. Good stuff. I think that's it, man. I think that's all I got for now. Stay focused and stay positive. Lord willing, we shall see each other again for the next session. Peace out.